0: We're excited to have Marita Lin, a Peruvian chef and entrepreneur who is as passionate about food and health as we are. And we interviewed her and are excited to share her story and her philosophy with you and hope that you enjoy it as much as we did
1: so excited to continue our interviewing with guest speakers here today we have kitchen intuition by marita lynn and we've got so many like-minded ideas here tell us about kitchen intuition
2: sure thank you so much for the opportunity to interview me today my kitchen intuition started with writing my story about eating right you know about growing up uh, with a family and having my mom focus on nutrition back in Peru. I'm from Peru, and uh, I'm a chef here in the United States. Uh, I've been in business for 15 years. And uh, I just wanted to do something different. I wanted I want to make a change and help people really heal themselves
0: and eat right, you know, and heal themselves with food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get some history, too, because I met Marita Lynn many years ago through the school that my kids went to. She was catering at the time, and I think you were just starting to open your restaurant, too. Yes. And we were getting lunches delivered to us, delicious lunches. Not I wasn't. My kids were. Yes. (laughs) And so that's how we met for the first time. And then, so, but go ahead. You you started before that, but that's our first interaction. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Well, I came to the
2: United States uh, almost 30 years ago. And fifteen years ago, I started my business. Okay, I started becoming a, a caterer. And you were already
0: a chef. You were you were training. I
2: know. I, 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 I was. I became a chef here in New oh, York City.
0: Oh, right, thirty years yes. ago. Right, right. No, no, fifteen,
2: 15. years ago.
0: Right, but Before I mean, you, came, yeah. here, you okay. came here. thirty years. Yes. Ago, so
2: you... Before that, I used to work yeah. twelve years for an airline. Oh, I, I had no idea that I was going to become a chef. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> oh even interesting. Even though I enjoy cooking, I. Wasn't the greatest, you know, people never thought I would become a chef. It's just so funny <laughs> <laughs> Well, what but what brought you here? Um, from Peru. I was living uh, oh, and from Peru. I got relatives living here and the government in Peru was just terrible at the time and My parents were getting older and they were like, I don't think we'll be able to get another job You know if I get laid off or whatever so they made a decision for a change Uh, And then we came. Okay, so your parents
0: are here as well? Yes. My whole
2: immediate family is here. Great. My parents and two brothers came first, and my sister and I came like a year later. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And so, you know, I was the best employee ever at the airline. I was incorporating finances, you know. And then uh, I met my ex-husband, and we got married. And we moved to this house uh, here in Mama County where it had a commercial kitchen, a second commercial kitchen. So we thought it would be a great idea for me to have my business in my own home. You know, uh, but the funny thing is like that great idea was a total disaster, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Because my personal life got involved, mixed up with my business and it was just, Mm. you know. I became a caterer, and I was just not a caterer. I was this huge cater, you know. Um, with, I became a part of these associations, and I did great events. And but every time I was doing the events, it was never fulfilling, and, you mm-hmm. know. I was, I worked so much, and I made money, and but at the end of the day, you know, something was missing. I was just mm-hmm. not like wanted to. So then um, I came up with this idea to provide during my time when I was with Cater, I wanted to do something different. And I'm like, I really want to provide school lunches to kids with healthy food. So that's how I met Debbie. (laughs) And actually your kids were the only ones that we were providing healthy food because we started with healthy food with all the preschools. And then the parents came to me and they're like, "My kids don't like your food. It's too healthy." I wanted to provide chicken fingers and everything else. And at the end, we just were catering to your kids, you know. So (laughs) we got to (laughs) a point like I was like, "We have to stop this," you know. And well, then after that, I uh, decided to open a restaurant. So we got a place here in Red Bank. It was a very nice place, but. I had no really background of like being a restaurateur, and I had too many things on my hands. I got my kids, I was married, I had a restaurant, then my ex-husband decided for us to get a food truck, so I got a food truck, and I was still doing catering. So I was, everything that I was, I stretched myself to thin. Sounds like it, yeah. Mm -hmm. And everything that I was doing, I wasn't doing, like, I I, I couldn't put my 100% focus on it. Mm -hmm. So during that time, I developed this kind of, like, actually during my business until the time I developed this kind of uh, eating disorder where I will feed people healthy, delicious foods and make everybody else happy, but I was either eating a lot of sweets, overeating, or not eating at all, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I was, yes, I wanted to be happy, I didn't even know how, so I opened a restaurant, it was great, but then I started developing personal problems with my marriage, so um, I got divorced, and then uh, a few months later, uh, my landlord told me they were still in the building, and mm-hmm. the new owner wanted me out because he has some other restaurant in mind, so I just said, you know what, I think it's the greatest news I ever could have right. ever That's a sign. Yes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I, um, got, I let my restaurant go, I also let my uh, food truck go, and I decided not to do too much catering. I made a decision to really uh, take some time to really think what I wanted to do with my life. So in a year I got many jobs and I I started writing and I just one was thinking, you know, what should I do? And I was like I I started doing catering again, but it was like the same thing. I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. And then I'm like, I think I really need to listen to myself. I really need to let my calling know. You know, it's like I always had that calling because I started with the schools. You know, and then uh, I was a tra- I did um, like catering for uh, the Institute of Integrated Nutrition. In oh, New York. So I was, I had in that energy, but I was resisting it, you know? Yeah. And so then, did
1: you go to the IIN?
2: I didn't go, but I, I catered for you them. You catered, yeah. Okay. I did, yeah. Yes. yeah. And um, I, one day I was like, uh, the opportunity came to do this TED Talk, and I'm like, you know what? I think it's time first for me to take care of me, to really accept myself for who I am and really, I mean, accept my journey and really trust it and, you know, trust trust the process. And it's time, I, with all the experience that I had in my life, I'm ready to be able to help other people. And... I know already, like, the foods that are good for you, different herbs, you know, through my holistic doctor and then to my grandmother, to my mom, you mm-hmm. know, like, I don't like, I mean, I've been in business for 15 years, I don't like taking medicine, I take, like, herbal or natural medicine and eating the foods that I know that aren't going to be good for me, so I want to share with other people what I know and what I have learned through the years, how you can heal yourself, you know, really start loving yourself and have food be part of that. That's true. It's yeah. a beautiful
1: thing. Yeah. Yes. I think so often, you know, we were talking before we actually turned on the <laughs> turned on the podcast, this idea of just, you know, we're all rushing around all the time we're not sitting down as family unit like we used to and we don't have this culture around food that is this beautiful kind of nourishment and you know just the table being this very you know encouraging place and beautiful place and we were talking about giving three different people the same recipe and the same ingredients and the same stove or what have you but they're their dishes all coming out differently because they're they're kind of different people, so I love that that you're teaching this to other people. I mean, you're doing classes and um, private dinners and speaking engagements all about this. Tell us more about like what you've seen with. Um, in your classes or in these, um, when when you're teaching people, like what what are like the top two things that they come to the table? Are they nervous about the knives? Are they nervous about doing it wrong? Like what what are people afraid of getting back in the kitchen? I think that's my biggest question. Like, yeah, I think
2: that people are actually afraid of being in the kitchen. They have this belief that they're not going to be able to provide a good dish. Yep, You know, and then they start thinking too much that actually does stop them you know, that stops them their their thinking process and being in the kitchen is pretty much putting yourself being yourself in the kitchen and putting yourself your energy Like it's a communion between you and the ingredients Mm -hmm. and make something that is going to be delicious and also good for you I love the name of your book Nourish because with food You know, I've been in two sides of the food. You know, you nourish your body and also you you hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. It can work both ways. You know, and I'm trying to teach people that they can actually nourish themselves Mm -hmm. with food. Heal themselves. Mm -hmm. eat good. Look good. Have
0: nice skin. You know, look radiant. Right. Yes. Yes. One of the things that we come across um, when we were writing our cookbook and when we talk to people is some people feel like they have to follow recipes exactly like measuring everything and both of us are similar in how we cook where we don't really measure things you know when when we're baking that's a little bit different but when we're cooking it's sort of just a dash here for this in there and some people don't have that kind of confidence i guess you call it confidence I don't, I don't know what i would call it but that's but that's and i'm sure you're probably a similar way if you grew up cooking that's kind of how you cook yes i don't follow recipes right <laughs> right i
2: get, and i don't really bake so I don't really like, it's the same way I don't take medicine.
1: I don't like following. <laughs> I, this, I'm a terrible baker as well. And I don't know if it's because I just don't like following instructions and I, you know, exactly. put too much of this in or not enough of this in or what. Yes. But I'm a terrible baker, so I just don't do it very often.
0: But I think that's a fear that people have too, that they, it's, you know, they feel like they have to follow a recipe perfectly. If they don't have a recipe, they don't know what to do. Yes,
2: that's the fear that they have, like, getting into the kitchen and actually yes. using their intuition in the kitchen, yes. you know, because I remember I had a friend that told me, I, out of one potato in your refrigerator, you can actually make like three different dishes, and it's true, you know. You can use ingredients that are right in your refrigerator and really make something beautiful out of it. Yes. Like yesterday for lunch, you know, I had a, a, a cauliflower dough, I had spinach, I had goat cheese, I had tomatoes. So I made a flatbread with the spinach, goat cheese, olive oil, tomatoes, you know, and olives. Everybody had olives. And it came good and delicious, right. you know, and people were actually, I'm like, oh my God, this is so simple. simple. Yes. Like I told people, you know, like I put it on a post on a food group and I said, this is what I found in my refrigerator. And this is how you do it. I didn't say, you know, one tablespoon of this. I just said, this is how you do it. Yes. And, you know, they were like, oh my, I didn't know that actually that simple recipe has so much acceptance of people. It's like people are craving simple stuff, delicious, right? things that are available. You don't have to go that extravagant to eat so good. That's so true. Yeah.
1: Well, I also, I, I feel like there's a reflection too with our society going on right now. And this is, you know, not new for anyone. It's just our need for instant gratification. You know, we we want things to happen right away. And so being in the kitchen is not necessarily like that. You know, there's some creative, there's some time, there's some energy that you put in to your food in the kitchen and people just want to heat things up or get something frozen and just have it on the table immediately. And I think because our society has Has gotten so fast. We don't have a deep appreciation for actually making time in the kitchen. And I remember when I was in corporate America, you know, being kind of annoyed that I had to cook food when I got home because I was so tired, you know. So learning how to plan ahead was one of my, you know, that's something I really needed to work on. But I remember one day standing at my kitchen cutting vegetables and I had always been, you know, like kind of rough, like chopping them up, like, oh, it's taking so long, you know, getting, getting my salad together or something like that. And the birds were singing, the window was open, you know, the sun was setting or something. And I just remember having this eureka moment of being like, oh, I'm taking care of myself. I'm actually preparing foods that will help me feel better, and it was it was a very interesting moment to realize that, like you said in the very beginning, you know, cooking for yourself is very much self care.
2: It is self care, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's about how you nourish yourself. It's part of the process of loving yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. You right. know,
2: really be um, conscious of what you are intending to put into your body. Mm-hmm. You know, and treat your body and. The way it deserves to be treated. Good. You know, with love. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And really the best way to do that is to cook for yourself or to have someone you love cooking with you or for you. Like that's it. If you're you're making the food together and it's real real food. You know, you're not putting preservatives in there, you're not you know so it's it's real good food and with the energy of that. You know of, of that intention too of nourishing
2: exactly, and that you know, with the energy that you put in your food, that's definitely gonna help you vibrate higher, you know, right. and really have good feel good, you know. And when you feel good, you attract good things into your life, so it's like everything is like a I was, I don't know, wouldn't say domino, but it's, it's like part of the process, right. you know. like Yes. Buying Mm -hmm. the the food, you know, the market, the veggies, you know, the vibrant, and then the process of cooking, you know, really embrace that moment, you know, being present, use your intuition, and just, even if it doesn't come good, you know, you know the next time it will be good, you know, and when I go and cook for my clients, they don't like me to bring the the food already made. They want to smell the food. Yeah. They want to see doing the process, you right, know? Right. And sometimes I ask them, okay, I'm cooking for you right now. Do you think you want to come in, you yeah. know, maybe I show you? Some say, you know, they dare they like to do it. Some are like, no, no, no. I want to be away. And I understand because there's people, I guess there's somebody for anything, right? right? We don't like right. something. We just don't do it. Right. But a lot of people want to try because they have the fear that, is going to come up right good you
0: right, know right yeah and maybe they just need that little bit of mentorship i guess you'd exactly. say so that they can do it on their own so yes. yeah. so i want to hear a little bit about the kind of foods that you make yes. too because i know you know of course peruvian food has to be an influence even though you're you're probably incorporating a lot of different all different kinds of cuisines but there's probably always an underlying peruvian influence <laughs> in there <laughs> yes
1: <laughs>
2: well i cook with seasonal foods you know mostly organic uh-huh. And uh, whatever is available, I like to use things that are available. I love when my clients are growing their own veggies and stuff. I used to do that myself, and I just uh, what I like to know them and to be able to offer them, you know, what's good for them, or if it's something they want to change in them, they can eat better, right? You know, and I definitely I offer my Peruvian superfoods that I call like we do quinoa is a lot of ingredients that we don't even know that are Peruvian, but they are, they come ah, from Peru. right? Actually, um, in Peru, uh, during the Inca time, and still in the Andes of Peru, it's such a ceremony for the local people there when they grow their fruit, their food, you know, their veggies and everything. They connect the, their godson, the sun, with the uh, Pachamama, which is the earth, You know, and they they know that that alignment is gonna just grow the best, the most beautiful veggies or whatever they're doing. You know, ceremonies
1: around food what a beautiful idea to reconnect that energy. Exactly, it's true.
2: It's it's part of it. It's like we're all connected. You know, so true.
1: Well, it is a beautiful thing that more and more farmers are popping up in New Jersey. We're reconnecting with the land, but just we you know want to cultivate more of that. So so quinoa and maca Maca. anything else uh
2: cocoa um any herbs or anything um herbs i we got uh this black mint that unfortunately uh we can only find it frozen right now it doesn't come but most of uh, peruvian peppers uh, like peppers are good for anti-inflammatory uh has a lot of like uh Benefits for that. Uh-huh. Uh, then there's certain foods that we like. The quinoa is high in protein, you right. know, and it's a good vegan, you know, product, uh, vegetarian, and you can make it in, it's so versatile, you can make it in so many different ways. Yeah.
0: yeah. So when you work with, the, so if someone hires you to come and cook for them or cook with them, do you, to, do you interview them to know kind of what their likes and dislikes are? Like, how does that process work? Yes, we
2: do a discovery call. It's a free call for thirty minutes, Okay. and then uh, I will uh, offer them different kind of packages that I have, and then we'll create a meal plan. I I have a forty day program, and I have a sing, single cooking classes too. Okay, I have cook for pregnant women. Uh, Wanted to cook healthy yeah. for themselves and their family. I cook for somebody that had just recently a heart attack. So we created a menu that would be able to heal his heart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And things like that. Right. Yeah. So they were very happy and, and just continuing, you know. Right.
0: I love that idea too. It's but it's such a nice idea, especially for people who are rehabilitating from, from maybe surgery or from an illness that they had, to get someone in like you to to have healthy food there and, and maybe teach them, okay, now going forward, this is how you need to take care of yourself.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because uh, there are some people that have the same kind of heart attacks and they are just eating, they're going back to their all bad diets yes. because they are taking so many medicine right. that they think that the medicine is going to save them.
1: That's right. 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 Mm. Yeah.
0: So I know of a few people secondhand, not actually firsthand, who have had gastric bypass surgery, and heard the stories. The stories came back to me because of this: is that they had the guy the gastric bypass surgery, and then they still went back to eating the way they did. They just ate smaller amounts of it, and eventually they stopped. They continued eating it bigger and bigger and bigger amounts, and that kind of went backwards for them. Exactly. I've heard that story too many times, and um, so it's like you go through so much. And whether it's gastric bypass surgery or a heart attack or cancer or some other thing that was maybe a result of poor lifestyle choices exactly. and poor eating habits, and going right back to it after you've been through the surgery or the illness, to me, seems insane. But people don't know otherwise, I think. you know? so, That's so true. Right.
1: So I love the name Kitchen Intuition because the intuition is something, you know, we're always looking outside of ourselves for the answer. And we're reading books and mass media, you know, there's so much coming at us when we sit down, you know, as coaches yourself and we as well, trying to help people understand what their intuition is. Do you have a pointer or two about people touching, you know, getting To their intuition, like learning about their body? Do you have an idea?
2: Um, Yeah, our minds are, I mean, I I included myself because I was that, like that, you know, in the (laughs) past. But, I mean, minds get so busy that we block that intuition coming to us, you know. And uh, I do believe that everybody can be, be, and embrace their inner shack you know yeah. it's a lot of people I heard you know like oh my god I wish I can do that I wish I can be a chef I wish I can cook I wish you know and all the answers are within us you know and one of the points it will be just go for it you know just make the decision and do it and just be present when you're in the kitchen be present when you're shopping you know just like go through the market and see what's available, and just get excited with the colors that you see, the products that you see in the market. And when you go in the kitchen, be present, you know, and you'll be guided. It's just amazing because when you're present and you shot that voice inside your head, you just do, get guided. I I mean, being in business, and it was a part of my life where I it was really rough financially for us, especially right before we opened our, uh, my restaurant. Um, my husband stopped working because he early retired for us to open the restaurant. So um, he decided, I, I don't know, I don't like it's part of my journey. I'm not talking about about him at all. Um, but he decided that he was gonna work on the restaurant and he didn't ask for any permits. So they shut us down for six months. So he wasn't working. I became depressed because I just didn't see anything working. And we spent all the money from pretty much from his retirement on living, And we got into a point that we didn't have anything to eat, you know. And I made a decision to really just embrace the moment and just use whatever I had available at the time. So I created issues for my kids. I's like, I'm like, I can't believe I did, you know, I did this. I can't believe that this actually came out of me. Because I got into a point that I say, I really need to make this happen. I'm not going to allow my kids going to bed without not eating or anything. And do you just... Follow that guidance, you know, mm-hmm. you just follow. Follow that. Mm-hmm. Um I remember my grandmother, we will have parties and uh when it was parties at my grandmother's house, it was a continuous like uh, eating,
1: no. like flow, <laughs> you know, it was
2: always around the table. Um, she got into a point that she ran out of food in the refrigerator and it was too late to go to the market. So she will make, like, frittatas out of anything that she will find in the refrigerator. <laughs> you know? And I kind of like her, like, I can actually make something delicious, something out of something that you might think, like, oh, my God, what is this? You know? Right, right, but right. It, it something that can come delicious. And I, somebody asked me, how do you do this? I'm like, I don't know, I just did it, you know? And this is when you pretty much embrace your intuition, where you just feel guided and you just follow that voice, that like that gentle guidance. Because when it's not gentle, when you when you don't do things like with the flow, it's your mind telling you. You know, when you're having anxiety on it and just doing things like out of anxiety or worry. Because I'm being both ends, you know, when you're worrying and have anxiety, it's your mind. You're not listening to your intuition at all but when things flow and you are like you know in the same mode and things come delicious out of nothing that's yeah. what you use your intuition
0: yeah wonderful yeah. i love that yeah i noticed too on your card you have new jersey new york city lima provence And Torino. (laughs)
2: Torino, She's traveling. Yes. I also decided, um, actually, a couple of years ago, I went to see this uh, shaman from uh, Bolivia. And I was just out of uh, my divorce and closing my restaurant. And he just looked at me and said, you need to live your life with plenty too. You know? And I'm like, what he meant? You know? (laughs) So I bought his book. He sold me this little book. And he's like, every time you got an answer, it could be in the book. But that, his words got stuck with me, you know, and um, I got the decision, like, I cannot just be working, 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 trying, always trying to strive for something, I gotta live my life, too. So, last year, I made a decision to go to France, I was in France before, in the south of France, so I'm like, I'm going to France, I'm going to France, and I'm going to France to work, I just wanted to be out, change my environment, go somewhere beautiful, and work, and I started start researching, and in France you can cook out of a home, and they don't say anything to you because yeah. right. there's the the laws are not as so strict in here where oh. you can run your business from your home. Right. So I got a house, a provincial house there, and I started meeting people through groups in Facebook, and I'm like, look, I'm a chef, I'm from Peru, I want to teach cooking classes. So one thing led to the other. I started doing Facebook lives in the group and. People started signing up. So I didn't have that many people the first time, but I went a second, and then a third time, I got these two ladies that became partners with me. So now we are doing events now in Provence. Um, yeah. The three first three times it was Peruvian food. Now it's, we're going to be doing anti-inflammatory foods. Nice. So, you know, I, I, I love it. And then Torino, I have friends too, and uh, I also have done uh cooking classes there. Um, not as much because I still gotta learn the language. <laughs> but um I just love that part of Europe. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. I love uh, I I don't I used to be very limited with the things that I do, but it's no reason to it.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's from your mindset shift. Exactly. Yeah. My mindset shift. That's right. That's Some right. people
2: don't like it, but I do. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. just don't. I just go with what I want at this point and I'm learning to live life on my own terms. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Well, Beautiful. I think that
1: mindset shift is something that people can learn for the kitchen as well. If they think that they don't know anything in the kitchen, it's hmm, let me learn just one thing. Or exactly. Also, I, I mean, I think this is another thing tell my clients all the time, look, you're going to burn the rice, you know, you're going to burn the whatever, you're going to overcook something, it's not going to always be perfect. Exactly. Being, you know, going back to yeah, so the kindness gonna, you were
2: talking about. It's before. not going to be perfect, just try it, Sometimes maybe yeah. try be, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Years ago, I had a, had a boy, when I came to the United States, I had this boyfriend, I would cook for him, and who just make total fun of my food, he like it, or whatever, you know, and um, that still didn't stop me to, right? You, you know, actually to following that guidance to eventually become a chef, because at the time, I wasn't a chef at all. Right. but I would just cook. I mean, I I used to cook and make things, like, if yeah. I tell you the stories, you know, when I was little for my brothers and sisters, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, it, I mean, you progress you know you continue Mm -hmm. doing it you're gonna get into a point that you're gonna progress right Mm -hmm. you're gonna get delicious food
0: that's right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and not not every chef in the world started out being a wonderful cook exactly it's not how it starts yeah But you have to start somewhere you have to get into the kitchen yes and that's where it starts and if they can bring you into the kitchen for that beginning to help them oh i would love that that's that's a great way to begin yes Yes, i would love that
1: Get Some encouragement and some satisfaction and some success, right? With yes. a little bit of coaching, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's people that have these beautiful
1: kitchens, you know, no kidding, yeah, really know
2: what to do with and they spend more know? time
1: watching kitchen shows instead exactly. of exactly. Yes, time in yes. yes, that's yes. so true. So, so mykitchenintuition.com okay. is how they get yes. in touch with you. They
2: can find my recipes there, I also have a blog. I talk about everything pretty much. I talk about spirituality, I talk about food, I talk about my trips you know, to friends. I talk about things about Peru, things about my kids, my family, and also I give a lot of recipes.
0: We're so glad that, like I said before, that you're part of the tribe of us trying to get people healthier and eating simple, real food and getting into the kitchen.
2: yes thank you so much again for the opportunity it was a pleasure to have this conversation i love it
1: thank you thank you